down spikes on welcome to the track hi my name is colin waitsman and i'm going to be your host for this episode of track world news presented by the harrier and today we have a very special episode uh joining us from lsu currently located in texas uh eight time all-american 2016 ncaa champion in the four by one we have jaron flournoy Jaron, thanks for joining us today. Uh, really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm glad to be here, man. I, I stay connected to your page, and, uh, you know, I was hoping I eventually get an opportunity to be on here, and look where we're at. There we are. There we are. Yeah, thanks uh, Thanks for doing this. I'm super excited to, to chat. And so for those that aren't familiar, we're going to be – yes, we're going to talk about the – the viral video soon. Stay tuned. We're, we're going to get into all that. Uh, but before we get into your track career and everything, um, you have you come from a pretty big family and very, very similar names. I think you're one of you have five different siblings and yep. you have one trait that's all all familiar with you guys. What, what is it with uh, your, your family that you all have in common? <laughs> we all J's. <laughs> all, all J's. Six J's. And I'm the oldest of I'm the oldest of six. I have one younger brother and four younger sisters. Did you talk to your mom about that or dad about that at any point? Like, yo, why are we, why are we all J's? Uh, any, any, any reason for that or how to, how to come up? I don't think it was no certain reason. I just think um, once they named me, I just felt like I, I have, I asked them before, but um, they didn't really have any reason. I just think after they named me, they just say, okay, I think it'd be cool if we name all our kids Jays, you know? There we so, go. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's pretty cool. Though. Yeah, you're, the, you're the start of it uh, Start of it all to think if you were named, you know, Mike or something like that, it could have been all M's or all whatever, but <laughs> right. yeah, there you go. And so do any of your, your younger siblings, do they run track as well? Or are you the only, uh, the only track athlete besides you? And uh, I think your, your mom was also in, in track as well. Yeah, my mom ran track. Um, my dad played football. My younger brother, um, he ran track. Um, he ended up going to UTEP and running for, uh, I think, a year. But he figured it kind of wasn't really for him. Um, so he ventured off into different things. He's still in school, but he doesn't run track anymore. Um, younger si sisters, they thought about running track. Um, my mom definitely wants to put them in. Um, I think they're going to try to run this summer. So we'll, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. I know they definitely have the potential. It, you know, it runs in the family, but it's just yeah. whatever. Yeah, whatever interests them. Yeah, they got to have the speed if you're having all the all that athletic genes in the family. They, they got something for sure. And, and so before we get into some track as well, I uh, know you're from the Detroit area, Detroit, Michigan, have a lot of great celebrities from the Detroit area. So I'm going to be missing a lot but I want uh -huh. you to give me like a, if they're a legend or not, I got a couple celebrities from Detroit. You let me know if they're Detroit legends or if they, they're flops here. All right. So All right. First, first one, Big Sean. Big Sean's a legend. Like I, me, I don't listen to too much Big Sean, but just what, from what I see Big Sean, what he does for the city of Detroit and just everywhere else, he's definitely like in the legend category. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I remember back in middle school, I was just jamming to to all this stuff. Like he was, that's when he was starting to to blow up, blow up. So I'm I'm right there with you. 
Uh, next, Eminem. There's no question. <laughs> That's no question. He was just, he he put Detroit on. He put Detroit like on the mainstream. Yeah, he's definitely definitely a legend. Exactly. I, I figure we, we know the answer there, but but you gotta gotta go with it. Gotta go with it. Yeah. Uh, next we have Diana Ross. No questions asked. She's a, also a legend of Detroit. No questions. Yeah, there's it's it's hard to find people that aren't. We'll have to see. So this with recent history. So if you're listening to this when it comes out, mm-hmm. this might be a reason why he might not be. But Tyron Woodley. No. <laughs> no, I was, when I when I think of Detroit legends, um, Tyron Woodley doesn't even come to my mind at all. It's just me though. Yeah. Well, once you get knocked out by Jake Paul, it's a little tough. That's 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 a hard that's a hard L to take. That's a hard L to take. Uh, and then last one for you, we have Kevin Love. No, he's not a legend. Um, Kevin Kevin Love. Don't don't get me wrong. He's a great basketball player, but when you go into the category of a legend. I think that's just a whole nother ballpark. Something that he hasn't reached yet. I'm not saying he can't reach it, but he he's not a legend in my eyes. So he's good. Not not a legend though. You gotta get gotta get a more another <laughs> ring or something before you get right. it. Right. All right. <laughs> All right. I I can appreciate that. I appreciate that. And then so being from Detroit, you you guys, the sports teams have been in a little bit of a lull from Detroit. They're not, you know, the the Lions struggling a little bit uh you got the pistons struggling a little bit got some potential coming up now and red wings not doing too hot how's the how how are you being from there have you adopted other sports because they haven't been other teams because they haven't been doing so hot or are you just going through it right now with uh with your teams to be honest um i never was really um a detroit sports fan as you can say, I've, I've watched it growing up, like on Thanksgiving and holidays, like Christmas and stuff. Of course, the family put the Lions game on and we'll watch. But I've ever since I've started track, I've been so into track. Um, I really don't even watch any other sports, to be honest. Oh, wow. So, yeah, like, I watch football every now and then, but um, I train my mind just to know track and track only because, uh, you know, that's just where my heart is right now it's so cool because like i'll get the so i'll talk to all my friends and they're like oh yeah who's your your favorite sports teams or your favorite athletes or whatever or like what's your favorite sport to watch i'm like to be honest with you track and field like it's my favorite sport to watch i mean obviously you're being a pro and in that circuit it's a little a little different like you're not just it's a little different but still for me i'm like yeah favorite sports track to watch like genuinely like i i like it the most and they're like who's your favorite athletes people are saying like LeBron or Kevin Durant or Tom Brady yeah. and I'm like over here like yeah I like Mondo DePlantis a lot like <laughs> I think he's and it's like who it's like yeah that's what I like man that's cool I love that though like I, I feel like track definitely needs that uh more attention brought to it mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah and I think I think it has some potential there's definitely a lot of potential for it to grow uh up here soon which I'm I'm excited for a lot of a lot of names doing a lot of stuff and but um, yeah, wanted to start with you on where track and field uh, began. As we mentioned, we know your, your mom competed in in track mm-hmm. as well. Uh, how did you get involved in, in the sport? Well, um, it became I just had an interest for running in general. 
Um, so when I was around eight, I started club track. Um, I don't know if you know um, Stan Edwards. Okay. You know Stan Edwards. Stan Edwards is um, Braylon Edwards. He used to play in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. And his father is Stan Edwards, and he owned a track club in Michigan. So that's where I started off running. Um, I started off running there at eight. I used to do everything, the 100. I used to do field events, like high jump, long jump. So, yeah, you know, we're a kid. We got energy to do everything. So that's where I started off. Um, and it was just the love of of watching my mom run and wanting to continue her, the legacy that she brought into the family because um, she kind of gave that up after she had me to to take care of me so she gave up her little kind of like her track career to make sure I had everything I needed so I felt like you know it was my legacy to continue that and continue that for the family yeah it's it's got to be um like warming like oh man like I'm I want to continue want to pass the torch on like continue this this going on what yeah. for so did you compete in similar events as your your mom did or did she do other other things no, same event. She was she was sprinter one one to four. Yeah. So what were for you? Was it like a big moment where you're like, oh, I finally got my mom's time. Like I'm officially the fastest uh, in the family. Was that like ever a a moment in your eyes, or was that not something you were too too focused on growing up as a kid? No, I was I wasn't really too focused on on that. I was the main thing was just making her happy and proud of uh, what I what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And so. Going in with that, I mean, you, you became very successful going throughout uh, the state of Michigan, uh, being champions, and then finding out you're going down to, to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I mean, that's a, a long drive, long flight, whatever it is. I mean, how did you end up finding and, and going through and, and picking out LSU uh, eventually? Actually, I've, LSU reached out to me kind of late. So in high school, I, had a, um, I was missing one credit, so I had to take a summer class. And so... I had to get all that figured out. And then after I finished my summer class, LSU finally reached out. And so I have I was yet to make my decision yet. Um, of course, I had other offers and visits to other places, but um, I really wanted to make sure I had all my offers before I just, you know, committed to any place. So once uh, LSU offered me, um, me and my coach talked about it. He knew all about LSU. So um, we decided to take my last visit there um, once we went it kind of just solidified my decision. Um, I didn't, it wasn't even a normal visit. So it was like, it was me and my teammate that went. Mm -hmm. It was like during the summer. So all the athletes wasn't there. It was like, it was, it was not a normal visit. So that's how, you know, like it was just the coaches and just the facilities and everything that brought me in. It wasn't nothing like parties or nothing. They, 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 the normal visit stuff. So I just felt connected to everything there. Yeah, that, that was actually similar for me. Like my first visit to my school, I went to Mount St. Mary's. You were in the SEC. I was in the NEC. So I always say we're, we're in the, the, we're the SEC of the North, even though no one knows our school at all. It's a tiny, tiny thing. We're like, no, we're the SEC of the North. Uh, and same for me, like my first visit, I saw the school in the middle of the summer. There's no students on campus. It was actually funny because all the doors were locked. Like, so my coach is trying to like, let us in like, oh yeah, let me show you the academic building and it's closed. He's like, oh, well it's closed, but it's really nice in there. I promise. And it's, right. so, it's like, yeah, but it was just something about being on that campus that I was like, yeah, this is, this is where I'm supposed to be. Right. And yeah. that's exactly, oh man. And then seeing Mike the Tiger too. I was just like, oh yeah, that's, they got a tiger on that campus. That's cool. 
yeah, that's gonna yeah. that's gonna help you out. That's gonna help you out. And yeah. so for um for you guys, I it, it seems like I've just interviewed over half of the LSU team or alumni. As we've done Terrence Laird, Sean, Noah Williams, Javon. Uh, now you, Jaron, and something that I've heard from every one of them is the the culture at LSU is just it's just different. It's like you have a different mindset, like the athlete, like you guys are just going after each other in a, a healthy way. But could you kind of touch on like what it was that they were talking about? Because you you were there a little bit before them. And so you're starting yeah. a little bit before Terrence or Noah or, or all of them were doing it. So what was it from from your perspective of what's that LSU culture you know, really like when when you're at the school? Like you said, the, the main thing is is different. So it all starts with the coaches. Um, well, the coach I spoke with a lot, of course, Dennis Shaver is my, um, the head coach, but the coach I worked with a lot was um, Coach Benny Brazil. And he's all about mindset. He's all about the mind. And so um, he, from the first step I took on that campus, he instilled like on how strong of a mindset you have to have. And he, the first day of practice, of course, this guy's talking, talking mess, like just, just saying any and everything to get in your head and all that. So like, it's, it's really, it's really different. <laughs> like it's hard to explain, man. Like, in, unless you part of this, the culture and then you, unless you're there to experience it, like it's hard to really explain, but you just got to have like a mindset that's ready to take on any and everything. And you can't be weak-minded at all. And so that, I feel like whenever we touch the track, it's like, it's nothing that we can't take. Or if if something messes up in our race, it's nothing that we can't bounce back from or fix. Or So it's like, yeah, I, I, that's pretty much what I can say about it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like, because every year there's, it's like the big professional coming out of track is, is going to be, it's probably going to be coming out of LSU. You have Laird yeah. and Harrison this past year, uh, yourself and, and Shikari at, back in, in 2019. It's like, and probably Noah next year and maybe Sean Burrell the year after they like, there's, it seems like the, there's big names coming out. So it's, it's competitive, not just in the sprints, but all across the board. So, it, and actually all across all sports, really, it seems like LSU just has that swagger to it where it's like, you're good. It's like, you, you gotta like, everyone has fun with, you know, fun with each other, knowing like, Hey, we have some good talent uh, across, across the athletics, really. Right. We, we walk in the building. You definitely know we come in to put on the show and we're not playing no games with nobody. Exactly. Yeah. That, that purple and gold, that purple and gold. And yeah. uh, so the a big thing, something that a lot of people would know you from, or maybe not know yourself, but have seen the clip. I, I was taking a look at it uh, a few, a few, minutes hours ago uh mm -hmm. it's the the four by one ending in the texas relays in 2019 and yeah. so on youtube it's got like millions of views on twitter there's hundreds of thousands of likes and views you have tons of people going into it could you first just for those that might not have seen the video or, or haven't seen it since 2019 could you kind of break down what happened uh as the anchor leg of that four by one for the the texas relays so basically, I we I got the stick. Houston, Houston had got the stick a little bit before me, and um, all I was thinking is just I wanted to win. I didn't I didn't want to lose. I didn't want to let my team down, and so um, I just got the stick and I focused on just 
focused on me. I, I, I blurred the crowd out. I blurred everything else. I focused on me and my lane. And um, by the time I, I crossed the finish line or I knew I was going to cross the finish line, I looked over. I seen I was in front. And so, you know, I decided to give Houston a little glance and, you know, just uh, be competitive. I'm not going to say showboat. I'm going to say be competitive because that's, uh, that's what I do. I compete. And once you get to a level where you, you, uh, you feel like competition is fuel, I, I could say, um, it bumps you up another level. And I think that that level of intensity just took me to like, um, just do what I did. But um, it wasn't anything negative. It wasn't towards specifically Houston. It could have been another team, but I still would have felt pumped up and did what I probably did. But um, yeah, I just felt just felt real intense. And it, it's just the emotions of the uh, of the sport and everything. Because I don't know if, if anybody knows, the year before that, Cameron Burrell kind of walked me down on a 4 by one And so I, I was thinking, like, just payback, payback. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's that those competitive juices and having it be, you know, the other other big sprint school, you know, they're they go by, you know, wait, H-Town, Speed City, got Carl <laughs> Lewis as the coach. And you two are right in the center of the track, right next to each other. And and by the end of the race, well, you walk them down from about two or two meters or so. And then you're you're even closer to each other by the end. It's like you were right on the inside of your lane. He was right on the inside. So you're shoulder to shoulder and then give a, oh yeah, oh yeah. Like that was, uh, did, did you guys talk at all after that or, or did yeah, you guys have I, a conversation? Yeah, I had to talk to him. I just, we, we all cool at the end of the day. We all do what we do. We, we run and you get beat sometimes, you win some at times. So it's like, you got it. That's how one comes back to the mindset. If they had a weak mindset, that they they could have took it a whole different type of way. Mm-hmm. But um, we mentally strong. Coach Burrell, coaches probably similar to Coach Saver and Benning. So like they have strong mindsets. And so yeah, we spoke after. We was always cool. Yeah, and it was a shame. Unfortunately, we weren't able to see you guys in the NCAA. So you did get yeah. the uh, you guys did get the the head heads up uh, there. And before we move on, I wanted to just, I don't know, I'm sure you probably saw a fair amount of comments, but I, I took out two, two tweets that I saw in reply. I want okay. to get your, your reaction, kind of like when the, on the TV shows and they have like celebrities reading mean tweets. Uh, I, right. got, I got a couple mean tweets for you. So okay. this first one is from Derek Torres Baker. He said, this is unprofessional on LS, LSU's part. And this is why I don't like a lot of sprinters. So, <sighs> okay, any reaction so on that? I hear that, and he doesn't like a lot of sprinters. Okay, okay, so that means he likes. I'm not gonna say the boring races, but you know, <laughs> he, he he doesn't like much. See, this is why I don't get into that because I don't I don't want to say other races are not competitive. But for me, sprinting is, you have to be a beast and you have to have a beast mindset. Um, and I feel like all athletes should be able to feel that way, whether you run track or not. So just in my eyes, I feel like that's coming from somebody I've never competed or, or played a sport a day in their life. Yeah, <laughs> you got to have that. It's like the that killer be killed warrior mindset with sprinting. Because if you're, if you're just a split second late off the block, yeah. your race is over, you're done. So it's, it's all about that. And then- Last one for you. This is from Phil Patterson. 
he says this is a little it's a little weird so i had to get it but he's like would have loved would have would love him to clock his cocky ass and then stand over him and taunt so Uh, I would have loved for him to try that too, but um, message to Phil. <laughs> message to Phil, if you're listening. I would like um, Phil to step on a race. We can set up a time, a race. I could do it to you, and let's see if you do that when I'm standing right in front of you. <laughs> there we go, so, Phil. You got yeah. you. You heard it here first. We'll we'll set up a one v one one hundred. You we'll even give you ten meters probably. Yeah. You'll do a one ten. He'll do an, a a one hundred, and and we'll right. we'll see we'll see how it is. All right. So with with that, so I pers I didn't get I didn't put in my two cents, but I personally loved it. And so I was the senior at the time, and I was like, I think this is something that we need a lot of in track. We saw it a what as well with. Uh, Shikari doing the same thing. You got in the same race, actually, in Texas yeah. Relays. She was excited. Yeah. We saw her doing a lot of stuff this year as well. And I was my two cents has always been this is the excitement that we don't really get in track and field where people obviously are going to be friends and, and be, be nice to each other. But at, at points there, you don't get that competitive fire as much. And we've seen right. it recently uh, get becoming a little bit more apparent. Um, I was interested on on your perspective of how how track could kind of get more of that competitive fire. So it's, you know, like with other, other sports, there's rivalries and there, we don't really have rivalries like that in track. So I was wondering from, from your perspective, I mean, you were, you were right in there with uh, you and you and Houston. Um, I wanted to yeah. see what you, you were thinking on something like that. Um, as a sport, I just feel like it, it for me, I'm going to continue this. You're going to hear me say this a lot. It's all about the mindset. I just feel like it's nothing we can change in the sport, but our mindsets. Um, I feel like you come into a race, everybody's your rival. And you should you should feel like that. And um all of the greats you see, um, you see them at a meet, they don't speak, they don't shake your hand, they don't, they don't it's, it's, it's we they they're not coming to play any games. Like you're their rival at the end of the day, they're coming to beat you. So I feel like um, that brings just intensity. That brings, like, it, it brings it, what, what we see in other sports, like, for example, football. Everybody, you know, their teammates help them off the ground. You don't see other teammates like, okay, come on. I just tackled you. I just hurt you. This was like, you know, no. Like, it's the same thing with track. Like, of course, at the end of the day, we um, we care and we, we care about each other as humans and stuff. But at the end of the day, you, you're the other to beat that person there's no friends at the end of the day it's no it's nothing like that it's nothing friendly when you step on the track and yeah the mindset you have to have and that's the only way track is going to have that intensity is if everybody feels that way Mm -hmm. yeah it's Uh, like i'm i'm here to be faster than you and to to bring a championship for either a myself or or b my team or or both and so uh, that yeah it's like that's that's what my goal is i'm not i'm not just it's like yeah sure we can be be friendly off the track but when we're when we're in between these two lanes like uh, i'm yeah. here to win i'm here to win exactly and so after uh after college ended up signing with uh, i believe nike right and so what what was that like going from you know a guy first competing in competing in michigan and then not getting an offer till late then going mm-hmm. to one of the biggest schools in uh, in college track, 
having one of the biggest videos. And then now you sign with one of the biggest companies for as a, a, a pro, like what, what was that like going, you know, now being uh, over here with Nike when you first, uh, first got started? It, it was a great feeling. I was, I was very excited and um, shout out to Nike for believing in me. Um, Cause they didn't have to sign me. I was, I got, I was hurt at the end of the day, but I showed, I showed and I proved to them that I still deserve to, you know, represent a big company. And so um, I was very excited and uh, I just wanted to be able to prove myself even more because what I did my senior year, I just touched the surface of what I can do. And um, I know it's way more things that's under my belt that's coming very, very soon. And um, yeah, I just, um, I'm happy I'm able to be able to do that in the Nike uniform. Yeah, and what's it, if you were to go back to your, yourself you go and you're able to have a conversation with let's say 10 year old you uh mm-hmm. and you were to tell him hey by the way like when you're 25 you're gonna do this that the third pro night all that what do you think 10 year old you would say if you were able to tell him like all the stuff you're able to, to accomplish so far and you're only you know only 25 at this point first of all i probably would have told myself that you're not gonna run track i'm, I'm gonna be playing nfl Cause I was so stuck on football. I was I was stuck on football for a long time. So I started running track at eight, but then I once I got the um I think it was middle school, I stopped I stopped running track for a little bit, and I played football for like the next until my, to my, sophomore year of high school. Then I started back running track. So I was locked in on football for so long. So <laughs> my ten year old self would have told myself like, no, you're you're gonna be in the NFL. <laughs> It's no doubt. No shot. No shot. Yeah. Track? No. Right. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. And, and so this this past year competed in the the trials. I believe it was your was that your first uh, Olympic trials experience? Yeah, my first awesome. one. Yeah. So competed at the trials. Um, and so how were you, you know, with this year, just coming off of the COVID year, it was a, a tough year for everyone. And then trying to get yeah. back into things. How, you know, what was your mindset going into this past 2021 season with things just kind of beginning to, to open up uh, with, with that? Oh, I was ready to go. I was, I, was, um, I was hungry, and I was very ambitious of the things I wanted to get done. Um, but I was set back by some injuries. So I kind of um, started running late, and I wouldn't have too much training under my belt. So, um, I just kept kept a positive mindset, like, you know, I can still get out there and do this. I can still get out there and try to make this team. And I just kept positive. And um, coming back from COVID, um, I was just happy to be back on the track, to be honest. I'd give, be back doing my thing. And, um, of course, we go through ups and downs. The injuries was my down. But um, you, you continue to fight and push through those things for something you really love to do. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And there's something rewarding about being able yeah. to then reach your goals after you come back from an injury. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. man, I was, I was at the, at my highest high and then I was at a pretty low, low with injuries yeah. and bang, we're right back there. It's like, it's, it's even, it's sweeter once you hit the, you have, you have that injury and you know what you you've gone through to be able to reach, right. you know, your goals in the future anyway. Right. But the thing is I haven't even got back to where I was my senior year yet. Yeah, 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 but um, like I said, I um, 
I felt like a little bit training as a professional from LSU. I was um since I was hurt, like I said, I was I was I didn't have much training under my belt. But since now, um, I'm back fully healthy. I've had a full fall training. Everything is going great. So taking it step by step, and I know for a fact I'm coming back better than ever. I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, one thing I always, I'm always interested in when it comes to fall training. So fall training workouts, mom, they suck. They're terrible. They're not fun. That's the point of them. The point of it is for it to be awful. What would you say is what was one of your most difficult fall training workouts that, that you had this past, this past fall? Well, my new coach, coach uh, Boogie Johnson, every workout has been <laughs> All the training workout I ever did. Um, yesterday we had 10 300s. Um, and then another hard workout we had repeat 400s. Then another we had um, this past Tuesday I had like a 600, a 500, a 400, a 300, 200, and then back up. So listen, listen, we we working over here, but every day is is one of those days. <laughs> are you so, doing the 400 nowadays like geez i know you're, you're that, that don't sound like 200 meter workouts to me <laughs> it's coming man um but no i've I've always believed that i can run uh open 400 pretty fast i've i split 43.9 in college on a relay so i believe i definitely believe 44 is in my legs and open there we go we got we got people last year going down to the one this year, people going up to the four. It's going to be, it's exciting to see people trying out new things. Like it's because it's like, Hey, I was doing this. Let's, let's take a, let's, let's do a little, uh, let's try something new. Let's see what, let's see what's going on. I personally, I commend you. Those 400, those four by fours were awful. I'm glad I don't have to run anymore. Um, so yeah. I, I'm excited to see, uh, see how it goes though. Um, and this year, um, so not this year, but, the next like three, four years, a lot of like, there's a major championship every year. I think there's what, there's two this season with indoors and outdoors uh, of the, the world championships. And so it's going to be a, it's a very hectic year for the next few seasons or a very hectic time. What's right. like, what, for, what's your mindset being like, okay, like I'm right in my prime of, of sprinting and we're about to be going through a time in track and field that we've never had before where there's majors right. almost every year. What's it like for you as an athlete to be going through this, you know, at the the year that, that you are right now? The main thing for me, I just tell myself, um, stay healthy. Stay healthy. Um, I stay healthy and uh, the sky's the limit. Um, like I said, it's mindset. Training is a mindset thing. I go, go to practice every day and have that mindset that I will be great and I will be the, um, I will be the best that I can be this year. And um, that just pushes me through every workout. So, like, I don't really think too much ahead. I go in, think about that day I practice, go home, think about recovery. And after that, I just continue to tell myself, stay healthy. I don't think about the world championships. I don't think about making the teams until I'm there that day. And then, of course, I, t- I, I game plan. Um, I have plans in my head. Like, you know, I will make this team. I will. I tell myself that every day. But um, as far as really just thinking about it, uh, I take it day by day and make sure I'm getting better day by day before it even gets to that point awesome and well by the time this episode's coming out it's the first episode of 2022 so welcome you're, you're the first you're you're at the first episode of 2022 uh so i get with it'd be only fitting to say 
what are your some of your goals for for 2022 with it now i guess well recording this it's still 2021 but what are your your new goals that you have for for this this season or, or this year uh for yourself i know you said stay healthy so let's let's say other than staying healthy because obviously you want to you want to make sure you're staying healthy of course too when i want to i want to go undefeated i don't i don't want to feel a loss I, I don't I want to I want to go into every race being in front and staying in front mm-hmm. that's the goal that's the goal just I do I stay healthy and I do that everything else will play its part everything else will come in the line how it's supposed to love it yeah if you if you don't have the the winning mindset then you're you got the losing mindset so so might as well right. but yeah when do you have uh your first meets I, yet I do have another I want to show everybody that I can be a one, two, four guy. That Fred, Fred isn't the only person I can do. <laughs> Not the only one. We got a couple other ones. We got a couple other ones. And do you have your, have you picked out your schedule yet for meets you're looking to do? Or are we still looking around for, for what you're going to do, at least for the indoor season yet? We, we're still waiting. Me and Coach, um, been talking about it a little bit, but um, we got some things to work on. So um, I left it up to him. It's his call whether I run indoor or not. But um, as far as outdoor, uh, we haven't came up with a schedule yet. Gotcha. Still got some time. Still got some time. But, John, thank you so much for, for joining us today. Uh, I really do appreciate it. Um, where could people go if they wanted to learn more about you and, and follow more about what you're you're doing on social media? Uh, well, I mainly just – I mainly be on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is jflow, J-A-Y-Y-F-L-O-2. So, um, yeah, I mainly be on Instagram. I don't really use much Twitter or, or nothing like that, so – if you want to reach out to me, just find me on Instagram. But no, I I love being on here. I love talking to you, Colin. You know, it was a great experience and I'm happy to be a part of it. Yeah, no, thank you so much. I, I'm glad that uh I'm glad to have connected. It's been awesome seeing uh seeing your stuff over the past year or so. And I'm I'm super excited to see how uh how you're gonna be doing this season. So yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. And and thank you to everyone who's been listening. This has been another episode of Track World News. If you want more content from us, go over on Instagram at track world news, post different highlights, clips, news, all that type of stuff. And also make sure that you leave a like subscribe and leave a review for the show only takes a few seconds, but it really does mean the world to us. Um, Have a good one and talk to you soon. Peace.